Welcome to this week's edition of In the Clubhouse with EMD Baseball. I'm Andy Kirikides, joined by my wonderful and handsome co-host, Coach Glasser. Coach, how we doing? Great. Even better after that intro. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. if you're not watching on YouTube, you probably should be. Um, he has a wonderful beard, and he's a handsome man. Uh, we're going to talk about pop times, Keith. Um, we're gonna. This is going to be the quick hitter for the week. And pop times... Love them, hate them. Might be closer to the hate on this one, but let's uh, let's talk through it. Um, this is a, a near and dear topic to my heart. I was a catcher, as probably everyone knows at this point in time. Um, you know, I could catch and throw a little bit, I would say. But the, um, you know, I, I think the rise in the pop time um, being ridiculous has happened over the last five, six, seven, eight years. Um, with the, the rise of showcases and really the, the only way that we can evaluate catchers metrically in a, in a showcase setting is a pop time. It's the only thing you really put a number on, right? Like you can't put a number on receiving. You can't put a number on um, blocking from a showcase setting. And realistically, unless we're going to have like actual live pitchers throwing at them or setting up a, a hack attack or pitching machine, we're not going to get real live velo. We're not going to get live breaking balls and stuff in the dirt to watch guys block and, and see how they move. So there's, you know, it's not necessarily conducive to the, the moving the showcase along and, and being there. You know, so we do the pop time. You get five throws, usually get like three to second, two to, or two to third, three to second. The, the throw to third is useless um, as much as the, sometimes the pop times, right? My problem with it is they're inflated and without like you know if you unless you're a 2-0 in the tag zone and i define the tag zone as about knee high on the bag to the first base side of second base where the second baseman or shortstop can catch that ball and immediately tag the runner who is trying to steal second base anything other than there is outside the tag zone which then adds time to your pop time like you know by definition it's glove to glove but if your glove if the second baseman catches the ball on the shortstop side of second base, like you're not throwing anyone out. Like that could be a, you could be a 2-0 there, but now he has to catch the ball over there and reach all the way back across the body to try to tag the runner who's sliding in on him. You know, so like it, it takes more time. It's not necessarily a true 2-0. It's not a true one eight five. It's not a true one nine seven. Like the best guys in the world who do this at the professional level in the big leagues are throwing it, averaging about a 1-9. And then I'm led to believe that there's, hundreds of 14 to 16 year old kids out there that are throwing better than JT Realmuto and some of the best guys in the world. Like what, like I, I feel like I'm Mugato, Will Ferrell in Zoolander. Like I must be taking crazy pills. Like what, what are we doing? And, and like, it, it's gotten to the point. It's one of those things where like the first time you saw it, it was like a one nine. You're like, yeah, maybe. And then like, it just goes lower and lower and lower. And it's like, how, like how long do we let this go? And for me, the reality is like you, you, you know, when you get to the college level, like, yes, you have to have some semblance of arm strength and you have to be able to reach second base and do those types of things. But the other is, you know, there's so much more that goes into catching at the college level that you need to have, you know, you need to be more than just somebody who can throw the ball to second base. You know, you have to be able to block the ball. You have to be able to catch the ball. Those are paramount things. In order for me, it's receiving, blocking, throwing, everything else. Because if you're the starting catcher 
we're going to finish up in the bullpen and then we're going to go into game. Like you're going to catch two, two, five, 250 balls that day. You better catch them. And then you're going to block 20 to 30. Like you better block them. You might throw, like you might throw zero times. You might throw four times. Like, but you know, if you're throwing four times, it's because you're not a two Oh thrower. It's because you, like people can steal on you in the pitching staff. You know, so we have other issues that we have to break down. But the other is, how do we command the game? How do we how do we work with our pitchers? What how do we see the game? You know, being a catcher at the college level takes into account so much more than the pop time. And I think so many people have put so much emphasis on it that it's like it's become this thing that is just like the the be all end all. And it's like, yo, this is literally one of the least important things when it comes to catching at all that we're putting all this emphasis on like it doesn't matter like like is there is there a floor yes we talk about with hitting we talk about with velo everything like is there a floor yeah there's a floor but like if we're talking about it like from a recruitable standpoint like you know the the pop time is one of the least important things in the recruiting process if you're a catcher sorry you can tell i'm fired up well you here's the reality of it. You don't need a stopwatch to tell if somebody's a good thrower. No. Just like you don't need a radar gun to tell if a shortstop has arm strength or a right fielder has arm strength. Like we didn't need it 10 years ago. We don't need it now. Is it nice to be able to quantify? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like it is nice to see, but there's no coach out there who recruits uh, a catcher because he's not a one nine thrower. Like if you're a two-over thrower, but it's on the bag, like, and you do all the other stuff really well, like you don't get crossed off somebody's list because you're an actual two-over thrower. Right. Especially if you're a two-over thrower in a game. If you're a two-over thrower in a game, and you're an accurate thrower, and your pitching staff does anything at all to hold runners, you're going to throw out everybody you're supposed to throw out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think the the wild pop times you see on Twitter and stuff, yeah, they break me. They, they It's laughable. But, you know, it's just you don't need it in, in terms of a metric. Coaches don't need it, I should say. It's a nice thing to have, and it's a nice thing for development because it gives kids something to work towards. Hey, I was a 2-1 last summer. Now I'm a 2-0 because my footwork got better and my arm strength got better. And you can, I think – it's really good for development, but from a coach's perspective, I don't need a stopwatch to fit to find out if a kid can throw. Right, like yeah. I watched a bunch of Columbia games when when Eric was there and, and and Tish were there. I didn't need a stopwatch to know that Wes Eberle was an elite thrower of the baseball. I didn't need it because you could just watch him operate and be able to throw from slots, be able to get the ball in the bag, like. I don't even know what the kid's pop time was, but it doesn't matter because all he did was throw people out. So, yeah, if you're a young catcher, should you work on getting your pop time down? Yes, because it is a metric that you have control over. But seeing these one eights and showcases and stuff, like, come on, coaches don't care about that. I want to see what you do when there's a batter in the box and you're trying to throw a guy out who's moving. That's when I'll find out how good of a thrower you are. Yeah. And on a breaking ball, moving away from your glove side and 
a runner and a, and a swing. And, uh, you know, those are the things that, that, that you, you're going to have to contend with when you get into to a game, not a, you know, glove side and high fastball from a showcase setting that, you know, I can just stand up and throw. You know, I, I, there has to be some sort of, you know, it, it's got to show. I say this all the time. I, it's got to show up in game. You know, I, I've I have very rarely seen somebody who's like a one nine five in a showcase go into the game and be a one nine five. Very rarely have I seen it. Like, do you see it at the high levels? Yes, you do. But very rarely in all the showcases I went to did I watch a kid get behind the dish and go one nine. And then in game be like, he's a one nine four, he's a one nine six, like close enough for me, right? Like, but very most of the time, I see it go the other way. Like, ah, he's a one nine, and he's a two four in game. Like, you know, because you we angle our feet, uh, we literally cheat to get ourselves in a stance where our feet are already near set. So then all we have to do is just move them a tad bit and then throw. Like that doesn't happen in a game. You don't set up with your whole body turned because nobody can throw to you. If, if three quarters of your body can't be seen by the pitcher, nobody wants to throw to you in an actual game. Like, it just doesn't happen. The umpire can't set up behind you. Like there's, it's just, it's all, it's all been done to be good at one thing that in my opinion does not necessarily equate to you being a really good catcher and being recruitable. Like I, I've never recruited a catcher because he had a good arm. And if I did, trust me, if I did, like I would want a Jason Mott type thing where like, it's like he can't catch, but we're going to put him on the mound and he's going to just throw nitro. But even that cat in college, like the only reason he didn't make it in the big leagues as a catcher is because he couldn't hit. But yeah, I mean, I'm, it was yeah, a bad I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, you're not, but you're not, I get what you're saying. You're not. Nobody's getting recruited just because they can throw. Yes, like, but nobody's getting it's recruited. A nice, because you it's have a nice to have, ball. but if you can't do the other stuff, it doesn't matter. Yeah, if you can't catch the ball, you can't block the ball, and can't hit. Like you threw one nine, awesome. Like you're a pitcher. But I'm go to the mound. Yeah. Well, work on your pot time, but. uh don't think that that's the only thing that coaches are looking at when they're evaluating catches. I think that's a lesson learned here. Um, and I don't think there's many one, eight, 16 year olds out there. So maybe we should stop posting that on Twitter. They won't. All right. That's it for this week. Thanks coach. Love the enthusiasm. Thanks. I'm fired up right now. Subscribe us, <laughs> subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Throttle those follow buttons. And uh, follow us on the interwebs, emdbaseball.com. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.